Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Marvel Studios News Podcast. My name is Sean Gerber. I am joined by Paul Herman. How you doing, Paul? I am very, very, very well. Glad to hear that you are doing well, Paul. This episode is going to be a continuation of our In the Endgame series. Last episode, we talked about Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. This week, we are going to be talking about Black Panther, Okoye, and Shuri. So we have three characters that, well, Black Panther was introduced in Captain America Civil War, and then we met Okoye and Shuri in the first Black Panther movie, which certainly will not be the last Black Panther movie. So I'll just uh, say that for a little bit of supplemental material on these characters, especially T'Challa, in terms of his character arc, we will talk a little bit about it here, but we certainly go much more in depth in our spoiler review from last year. But since uh, we can't spend as much time on it because we want to make sure we cover these other characters as well. But speaking of T'Challa, you know, his arc in that first movie, it really was more about learning what we owe to each other, learning how to be a good king and a good man at the same time. Uh, something that his father told him on the ancestral plane that would be very difficult to do. And then, of course, T'Challa discovered the sins of his father's past, and he made a decision to change tradition in Wakanda. And when he first started in that film, he was the one favoring tradition, and Nakia, played by Lupita Nyong'o, was the one who was championing the idea of change. And over the course of all the things, uh, over the course of that film, and with everything T'Challa learned about how... That idea of that lie for Killmonger leaving him behind, abandoning Killmonger as a child after Black Panther's father T'Chaka had killed his uncle, Killmonger's father Njobu, it is, uh, you know, that created an enemy and it was not being your brother's keeper. And so T'Challa decided this is what Wakanda is going to be in the, uh, going forward. They are going to open up their resources to the world, they are going to share their technology, their knowledge. And so the we fast forward to Infinity War. Now, Black Panther actually takes place right after Civil War. So Infinity War is a couple years after that. So Wakanda has been open to the world for a couple of years by the time the story, by the time the events of Infinity War unfold. But that's still a relatively new thing for Wakanda. I mean, if you talk about all of their history being this hidden nation, and then you compare that to two years of uh, being out in the open, being out in the public and helping the world, it's a very, you know, relatively speaking, this is still a very new thing for Wakanda. And so what was very interesting about Avengers Infinity War to me was the way that, and this is really more, I mean, this might end up being more Black Panther 2 material than Avengers Endgame material because T'Challa is currently dust. So as with all the dusted characters, we don't know how significant of a role they will play in this film, but I do think the events of Avengers Infinity War and potentially Avengers Endgame will have major ramifications on the Black Panther sequel, and I, I think it boils down to a couple of key decisions here. T'Challa obviously allows the Avengers to come in to try and protect Vision, and he also, and that brings the Outriders, that brings this massive alien army to the gates of Wakanda, the, the force field around Wakanda. And even in that fight, T'Challa makes a decision. And he makes the decision to open the barrier 
to allow the Outriders in so the Outriders don't get around back to the point where they can't, uh, where the, the hero, the Avengers and everybody else won't be able to protect Vision. It is a strategic decision, and it is a sound strategic decision. But I look at Wakanda, and I see this as a nation where you got to imagine that not everybody agreed with T'Challa's decision. A lot more people would have, there would have been plenty of people who would have favored the idea of tradition. Some people would have probably not loved, um, not loved the idea of Wakanda opening itself up to the world. And then they see what T'Challa does. He allows the Avengers in. He brings the enemy to the barriers of Wakanda. And then he opens the barrier for he opens the barrier for the enemy. And that results in deaths in Wakanda. You could say the snap is not his fault, but the fact that so many uh, so many of the warriors who were fighting from Wakanda that they died, and those deaths may not be undone, even if the snap is undone. Those are things that I feel like enemies of T'Challa could use against him. Uh, to make to try and turn others in Wakanda against him. That's why, for all the talk of uh, Namor and other characters potentially in Black Panther two, and I'm not ruling out those ideas, and I think those are would be very compelling options. I also look at the idea of an internal revolution within Wakanda for people rejecting this idea of what uh, Black Panther has done. But uh, of course, this is more, as I said, this is more Black Panther two material because I don't know what's going to happen with this character in Avengers Endgame. We'll have plenty more to say when we talk about uh, when we talk about Okoye in terms of an actual role to play in Endgame. But this is a very... Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting, I think, with these two films and the position that they've left... Uh, the position they've left T'Challa in. Uh, and it could have huge ramifications on his very near future post-Endgame. I really like the idea... Of Black Panther taking, I felt like he obviously he was leading his 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 people into battle with with Captain America and and everything. But one of the things I like about what they kind of maybe established in Infinity War is that in the and like in the comic books now that like in the Ultimate series that Al Ewing wrote, which again the the that initial run of comics was really good, and him and Carol are both on the same team of the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought was cool is I really felt like T'Challa's leadership really take effect in that in that part of the movie. And I was like, okay, this and you kind of talked about it, Sean, that you know some of his enemies could happen, you know, could have you know happen Black Panther two kind of territory. Kind of piggybacking on that a little bit, you know, it's talking about his way, his road to Endgame. I kind of feel like there's going to be. There's the potential for him to take the lead in these uh, Avengers films and maybe have like a uh, maybe the Carol and uh, Black Panther dynamic will be what the Tony and Cap dynamic is going forward in those uh, in those future Avengers films. We all know Captain Marvel and Black Panther are going to be the future. You really see T'Challa take a a real, real strong effect in leadership in, in that film. Infinity War, and I think that that's all evident that you know. Again, he's kind of he was kind of born and bred to be that 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 king, you know, and and to be that leader. And so we see him kind of have that happen in his own solo film, and be the leader of a people, but now be the leader of a super powered people in Avengers films going forward. That will be interesting, kind of where that where that dynamic kind of heads into. So. So yeah, I, I think that there's there's definitely there's some cool stuff that you see the seeds of that in Infinity War, and I think that de- that's definitely there, and we're definitely going to see that um, as far as as he goes. And obviously, 
in in I don't I I don't we I, you've kind of convinced me there's a possibility that all these heroes are going to come back and all you know tag team to take on Thanos at some point. I just don't see Black Panther. I just don't see it happening, to be honest. I, I maybe would like it to happen. I think Gamora has a better chance of showing up. Obviously, we talked about that a little bit, but I just don't see. I just don't see the Black Panthers and, well, and all I these other e- dusty characters. Even if it happens, even if it happens, it's going to be an action beat. It's not going to be a thing of you know, okay, now let's catch up with everybody and see how they feel about this entire right. situation. There's not going to be time for that. There's going to there if they come back and the final victory for Thanos is not done yet, then they will jump into the fray and that will be it. And then even the kind of the the more epilogue material. And I do think there will be a significant chunk of this movie that happens, you know, maybe 15, you know, 10 to maybe even 20 minutes that happens after Thanos has been uh, finally beaten that where we're just kind of wrapping up things from. Uh, this entire era of the MCU. And even that probably wouldn't focus as much on someone like T'Challa because we're not wrapping up his story. His story is obviously going to continue in this universe because as we expect, I mean, we talked about this on the last episode of the idea of Carol and T'Challa being the new Tony and Steve of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so being the, you know, the top two leaders, although maybe it won't necessarily be a, top two maybe it will be more evenly distributed than it was for some of these years in the in the marvel cinematic universe but uh, certainly t'challa is going to be one of the most prominent figures in this universe going forward although i don't necessarily know there is an out if they don't want to make t'challa a full-time leader of the avengers they don't necessarily have to do that i mean because i can't imagine t'challa like moving into the avengers compound uh, and just spending his days there, he has a country that he has to lead. So that makes me feel like maybe, I mean, T'Challa would be available to the Avengers to be called upon when needed. And and in the field, he would certainly be uh, a leader. They would certainly count on his, uh, on his leadership. But I don't know if he'll be as, as involved in the day-to-day of the Avengers because he's got his own country. He's got an entire country to worry about which these other Avengers don't necessarily have, although Thor may have a bunch of Asgardians to worry about. But it's just, mm-hmm. it's different for T'Challa. Uh, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean he won't be an active Avenger. It just means he won't be uh, hanging out around the compound. But even Carol may not be able to do that, but she also doesn't need to because she can get to places pretty damn fast. So Carol's not going to necessarily be tethered to Earth all the time either. And that's that's another interesting thing we haven't thought about is, yeah, the Avengers roster could change, but even how the Avengers do business could change. I mean, will there be, you know, will there be people hanging out at the compound all the time? Will it be fully staffed and there'll be a regular roster of Avengers that live there? Or will the Avengers just go off and to their own spots, those who are still active, go off to their own place and then come together when a situation absolutely calls for it? I'm not really sure. Because um, Civil War made it seem like uh, there were... Tony wasn't necessarily living there every day, but you had a lot of Avengers who were pretty much st- uh, stationed there. That was their base of operations, uh, and they were there on a daily basis unless they were off on a mission. So I don't know if that um, if that idea will continue in the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But getting back to uh, getting back to uh, to T'Challa, I do feel like his interaction with the Avengers, especially in Infinity War, that these things could very well carry forward into his future, both in the team up movies as well as uh, things that may come up for people who may, for whatever reason, may not like the decisions that he made. Even though we can all agree that 
he you know there was nothing evil about it. It, it all of his intentions were good and i think his decisions were actually correct but they are decisions in, that uh, ultimately cause people to be hurt and die in wakanda and so we can i, I can certainly see how somebody would use those events and uh, turn that against uh, turn that against a child to make some argument uh, to make some argument against him so no idea what role he will get to play in endgame but as we talked about with captain marvel this is not the end game for him. Clearly, his story goes on uh, beyond this one. So let's change gears to the sister of T'Challa. Let's talk about Shuri. So this is a character who uh, we didn't know what happened to her at the end of Avengers Infinity War. And then we saw that she was listed among the missing in the first Avengers Endgame trailer. And then I know there were some people trying to find some theory of saying that this is the Russos being fake in trailers and all that kind of stuff and trying to have some misdirection. But the character poster put her in black and white, as it did with the other characters who turned to dust. So it's pretty clear to me that uh, that Shuri is gone, uh, at least for now. So same boat as everybody else with the dusted characters. Don't know what that what role she will actually get to play in this next movie. But Shuri is a character... Maybe more so than any other character that started in this franchise, the Black Panther franchise, who I think could go just about anywhere. I mean, she's going to mm. be talking, you know, she's part of the, you know, the scientific, you know, sharing the scientific knowledge that uh, that Wakanda has. And so for her to have that role, I mean, it already sets her up to be moving around the Marvel Cinematic Universe and potentially interacting with characters. And we talk about the idea of young heroes all the time, and she's still fairly young because she was 16 in Black Panther. That makes her about 18 in Avengers Infinity War. So she could still be a teenager by the time Endgame ends or maybe in her early 20s, depending on how much time goes by in Avengers Endgame. But I could see her totally being a young hero. I mean, she stepped up and got into the action at the end of Black Panther. So maybe she'll have an opportunity to uh, to jump into the action at some point in uh, in Avengers Endgame. But even if not, she could be, I mean, there could be plenty of opportunities for her to do that post-Avengers Endgame. But one potential role for her besides battling in Avengers Endgame, if there's an opportunity for that to happen, is maybe she still ultimately gets to play a role in saving Vision. Because if Vision mm. is going to be brought back, Shuri was the last one working on him when everything just kind of started going to hell in the Battle of Wakanda. So... When she sees Corvus Glaive, there is a moment, people have noticed it, where she kind of taps on her little touchscreen, and so the idea is maybe she was saving her work, and maybe she will be able to pick up where she left off. Um, I mean, we've already talked about our different theories with Vision and the Mind Stone and all that. You can go back to our In the Endgame episode for that, but depending on how all of that is executed within the story here, uh, Shuri uh, may still play a role in, in uh, Avengers Endgame of, of actually finding a way to save Vision. Obviously, obviously, she doesn't get to do that right now, but that could still happen towards the end of the film is her being the one to bring him back. Yeah, Shuri is one of those surprise hits that I don't think the Marvel, I don't think Kevin Feige or everyone kind of expected her to be as popular and as, uh, as, what's the word I'm looking for? I just didn't think they expected the, her to kind of break out as much as she did. I, I, I'll never forget. I didn't expect it. I, I knew Shuri was an important character of the Black Panther mythos. She became a Black Panther at one point in the comic books and everything. But obviously, and, and I, I'm really bad with the actress's name, but the actress playing her did Letitia an amazing... 
yeah, Patricia Wright did a fantastic job, and she just oozes charisma off the screen. And every time she's on, I mean, my wife even loved uh, Shuri and kept talking about how adorable she was, and and she hates everything. So, you know, I mean, when you can break through to my wife, you know, you've got something. So, and I and I was really impressed. And I think again, not only in Black Panther, but in, in Infinity War. It just continued. It was so. It wasn't just like you know Ryan Coogler himself and, and that team. It was like it's just the actress and the character. Like they hit the nail on the head with that one. And just again, that now they have. To me, I think Shuri gives them again. Endgame. I don't think she's going to play a part in anything. I'm just going to say that right now. But post Endgame, I think that there's a lot going on with this character. And I think with through her breakout with those two films, mainly with Black Panther, of course, I think with that and with the role of Tony Stark kind of being undecided and kind of we don't know where they're going to go. I think Shuri's role is going to be gigantic going forward. Now, the fact we've established who she is, there really is there is limitless what they could do with her. I think you said that earlier, Sean. That there's endless possibilities with her. Yep. They can make her a hero. They can make her like the the M character, James Bond, the new Tony Stark, but not be Tony Stark because she just kind of make the things kind of be right. a side kind of supporting character. But to be honest, and, it, and this kind of came to my head, like they could make her Ironheart potentially. Yeah, yeah totally. But but I don't know if they want to do that. If they want to, you know, maybe they want to include Ironheart, you know, differently. But they could go that route if they if they have other characters they want to introduce. And Ironheart just is not in the plans anytime soon. They could go that route, and it would make sense. Mm-hmm. So, they could, but at the same time, they don't have to do that. But there's a possibility there they could do. They could. But like I said, there's a lot. I mean, really, what she has done for the MC uh, for the MCU and Kevin Feige and everyone going forward is there's again you could kind of do a lot of things you could even i mean i hate to to even say this but you could even gasp create a brand new totally new hero for the mcu that's 100 percent 100 percent and that's where i think they could go they've already started doing a shuri comic book and i think they're experimenting right now with what works and i i read a couple issues there wasn't enough in it that kind of grabbed grabbed me to kind of keep reading it, but I did like what I read. But it just it just wasn't like I need superhero stuff, and, and I liked Shuri's character. It just wasn't tr- getting me to read the whole thing. But like you, like I said, Sean, and like you, you, I think you're probably gonna follow up here in a second. Is that they could create a brand new hero character for in the MCU, just like with a Coulson, but actually be a superhero, create it, develop it, and then create that person in the comic books. Haven't done it yet. And this could be the first foray into that. And I, you know what? I would not be against it right now with Shuri's character. I would love for her to be an actual superhero instead of just being Shuri. I mean, I would be, I'd be fine with her being Shuri too and being an important character. Don't get me wrong. But, and I, I kind of have a reason why I don't really want that, but I'll get to that. I'll wait for that with a Koye. But with, well, with Shuri herself, I would love them create and develop a brand new superhero character in the MCU and see if they if they have the 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 wits about them to do that. We'll see, but I I would love to see that. I think they could totally do it, and you could just call her Shuri. You don't even have to give her a new brand name as a superhero. I mean, yes, I want a brand name, but. Most of these heroes are so rarely called by their superhero names anyway. So, I mean, most of the time we they're called to by their names. And so 
if she has an identity, cool. Uh, but we certainly don't need to do, to wait. Uh, I don't think we have to do that. I mean, they can. It's an option that's on the table. But they don't have to wait for Chadwick Boseman to be done playing Black Panther and then tell Shuri, okay, now you're Black Panther. I mean, they can do it that way. That's what happened in the comics before. But because uh, Shuri did take the place of T'Challa and she became Black Panther. But I don't think you have to wait for that. You have a character who... She looked like a superhero to me at the end. She made her own little gauntlets, and she looked like a superhero sure. at the end of Black Panther. And Fair so enough. if you want to add to that, if she wants to give herself a full suit of armor, a vibranium suit of armor, if that makes her Ironheart, fine. But you can still have Riri Williams come in later and be Ironheart. That's why you don't have to necessarily brand Shuri Ironheart. But, she, but the idea sure. of her building herself a suit so she, that she can protect herself uh, because that was established somewhat, right, in Infinity War. I mean, yeah. she was attacked and completely vulnerable when Corvus Glaive showed up. So the idea that, that there are threats that could get to her uh, and the fact that she also wasn't that well protected in the fight against Killmonger. So those things could inspire her to to train, but also invent something for herself to allow her to, even if uh, even if fighting isn't her main thing, if you're going to be hanging around the Avengers, and I think Shuri is, or hanging around other superheroes, maybe a young Avengers team or whatever they want to call it, champions, whatever, if she's going to be doing that, it's hard to do that without eventually ending up in the fight, whether you intend to or not. And that's exactly what happened in Avengers Infinity War. So uh, I think the idea of her creating a suit of armor, even if her main goal is going to be, uh, you know, her main job might be strategy and tech and all those kinds of things, but eventually you got to fight. And so for her to have something, you know, have a suit ready to go uh, to do that, it makes sense. I mean, and also the, the timing of it, if Tony Stark is dead or retiring, if you want to have somebody flying around in an iron suit or now, or gold titanium alloy or a vibranium suit, Shuri is a ready-made candidate to do that. And that doesn't mean, cause I know I don't want people thinking that I'm just saying that, that Shuri and Riri Williams are interchangeable as, as characters, as fictional people. That's not what I'm saying. You can still yeah. have Riri Williams come along later and be Ironheart, but who's to say there can't be multiple characters who wear suits of armor, armor. or whatever yeah. the case may be. Shuri is somebody who we know is a genius. We know she's an inventor. Uh, we know that she, uh, that she's, and she's, She's basically been involved physically in these conflicts, even if that hasn't been the intention each and every time. It was her intention in Black Panther. It just so happened in Avengers Infinity War. So it all the groundwork is already laid there, so you might as well take advantage of it. And yes, the audience loves Shuri. Sometimes you just have to realize when you've got lightning in a bottle, and you just got to see it through. Uh, because the audience connected with this character immediately, and I totally feel like wherever she would pop up, uh, that she could be, it could be a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, Shuri could absolutely carry a Disney Plus series in the future, but I think yeah. she could carry her own damn movie. I don't even think she has to have a Disney Plus series. I think people would be all about watching that, whether it's a Shuri solo movie or it's even if it's not necessarily a Shuri solo movie, it's her being part of a Young Avengers team. Uh, I think this character has almost limitless potential, and that includes being a superhero and. If that means attaching uh, an already established superhero name uh, from Marvel Comics, okay, great. But to your point, Coulson wasn't a character from the comics, so what's the next step for the MCU? Create your own original superhero. And while Shuri is not a, an original character, that idea of creating 
uh, giving her a superhero identity, or at the very least, a more consistent superhero costume that she's going to have, or suit, or whatever, giving her something like that that she that she hasn't had in the comics, and creating that kind of original element for her. Uh, the MCU has earned the right to do those things, uh, because and especially with this uh, with this very rare opportunity to do it with Shuri. It, it's I don't know if it's something they knew right away when they cast Letitia Wright, but it maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but it happened. It's here. This is a character that people absolutely love, and so ride this thing out. I think this is a character that, uh, as I said, they have so many options with this character, so many. Uh, the hardest part will be deciding which option to choose because exactly. I think there are so many great things they could do with this character in so many different Marvel franchises. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. And I, like you said, they could very well easily give her the Ironheart name and then and then Riri, Riri Williams could come in at some point again and then she'd give her the armor and take that name and be Shuri again. I mean, there's, there's like you said, there's so many different options on the table for Shuri. And I think that's what's really, really fascinating and unique about the character. Because unlike all the other characters in the MCU that, you know, even like the side characters, like, like a Falcon, like a Bucky, like a Shuri – she really is the one that like is you have no idea what you could do with her because she's not a prominent character in the comics as far as where she goes. She becomes Black Panther at some point, but that's really it. So with Falcon and Bucky, you kind of already have them established and kind of know where they're kind of going a little bit with her there. You can do whatever. So there's a lot of exciting things you could do. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with her because I think they're going to do something different. I don't I, because she's not as established as a Winter Soldier and as as Falcon, doing different things aren't going to necessarily feel wrong if that makes any sense. There's not a lot of established continuity for them to kind of go against. So they'll es- essentially be establishing their own continuity with her and for the MCU going forward. So it's really exciting what, what's going to happen with her. Yeah, it's. There's just oh, it's so much potential. It's it's insane. Yeah. Uh, let's make sure we talk about Okoye for a bit. Yes. Here's the one character of the three that we're talking about who we know gets to play a role in Avengers Endgame, or at least we certainly think so, because she's the one who survived the snap. Umbaku did as well, but Umbaku didn't get a character poster. So that sends the message to me that we're probably going to see more of Okoye than Umbaku in Avengers Endgame. And here's another character. I mean, the the reason Black Panther works so well is well, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons the movie works so well is because I mean, you had an ensemble cast that was just lights out with their performances. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman in the lead as T'Challa, but Letitia Wright as Shuri, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, and Denai Guerrera as Okoye. I mean, you could make the argument that Okoye broke out just as much in this movie as Shuri did. And Okoye, this is a character in the comics, but what we're seeing in the MCU isn't really this character in the comics. Uh, this is a better version of Okoye, I think. And I'll just say right off the bat that if we don't get Adora Milaje Disney Plus series, something's wrong. Uh, I mean, I it wouldn't shock me if it's one of the first ones that that's announced. And if it's not one of the first ones announced, I think it's the, the only reason for that would be because Disney or, or maybe Marvel studios, they want to wait until Ryan Coogler actually gets to make black Panther two and see what that story is before they figure out what the story of Okoye and the Dora Milaje would be. Uh, but uh, the, obviously that's in the future. This, uh, another character, this character, it's not really the end game for her. So I, I wonder 
what role Okoye gets to play in this, because even though we see her character poster, we haven't seen her with the Avengers in any of the footage. We've seen the you know the replay of her losing T'Challa, but that's it. We haven't seen anything else. And so I hope we see a significant portion, uh, we get to spend significant time with Okoye in this film, and I, I just don't know what her role will be. But you have to know that she's going to be deeply affected by this. Okoye had her own challenges in in Black Panther. She had that, uh, not all that dissimilar to T'Challa, but just applied in a different way. The idea of tradition and, and responsibility versus, you know, and, and being responsible to, to tradition and her role in the Dora Milaje, but also being responsible to her own heart and her own knowledge of, of what's right. Because she was there to serve Killmonger after he defeated T'Challa because that's just what she has to do. She is honor-bound to do that, even though that's not where her heart was. And then she ultimately made the decision to fight against Killmonger. But of course, at that point, she didn't really have to go back on her obligation as Adora Milaje because it turned out T'Challa was alive and the challenge was continuing. So at that point, she never really had to break from uh, her role as being part of the Dora Milaje. But, but we also know how much, but what we see in Black Panther illustrates how much that means to her. And her chief responsibility or one of her main responsibilities is protecting the king and she could not protect him in Avengers Infinity War. Not, there's nothing she could have done to protect him in Avengers Infinity War. It's not her fault. But just because something's not your fault doesn't mean you're not going to feel responsible. And I do feel like Okoye is going to feel responsible and she's going to feel uh, feel guilty over not protecting T'Challa. But this, uh, the other thing that I think is maybe lost in the point that both T'Challa and Shuri have been lost in this is you look at the idea of royal succession. Now, there is a challenge. There, there's a challenge day for the, the line of succession in Wakanda. But if T'Challa dying would have led Shuri to be queen, well, now Shuri's gone too. So you have this this vacuum when it comes to leadership in Wakanda. Obviously, M'Baku could help with that. But this is what I think could potentially keep Okoye out of this story is maybe she won't be able to leave Wakanda. Maybe Wakanda will be so devastated and, and that complete absence of the leadership in Wakanda that Okoye will have to step in and fill that role. She might have to be the person who leads Wakanda uh, after the snap. And so I do wonder if that could limit her role as a superhero in this film. Or maybe she does join up with the Avengers and she just goes on and becomes a, a full-blown superhero. But I think either of those routes for her would be... Uh, I think they'd be completely valid approaches within uh, within the narrative, within the story that uh, that they're going to tell. So it's it's just hard for me to see, or you know, to, for me to say exactly what route they're going to take because e- either one would work. But like Shuri, maybe not. I don't know that Okoye could show up all over the place in the way that Shuri could. Although I guess I shouldn't discount that as a possibility for Okoye because there she was fighting alongside Black Widow and Scarlet Witch. So we, if we talk about the idea of an all-female mm-hmm. team-up, if that goes from, uh, as it should, if that goes from being an idea that people just think is fun and, and that we that they should do, and it turns into an actual project, an, an actual movie in development at Marvel Studios, Okoye would obviously be a fun part of that. Uh, but, this, so, but I still don't know that she has as many 
different roads to walk down as as Shuri. Uh, but I think there are still tons of opportunities for uh, for Okoye. And, and, and as I said, regardless of what happens in this film, as long as Okoye survives, uh, I understand if they maybe want to hold off until they see what direction things are going in Wakanda for Black Panther 2. Uh, but I do think Okoye is, that's definitely, the idea of, an, of uh, Dora Milaje or Okoye Disney Plus series, that just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, I think Okoye is one of those characters that is she doesn't need a superhero brand name or or is I think that her role is pretty defined and I don't know if she could necessarily carry her own film. A, a series would be cool because I think Wakanda and and everything around it there's there's some like, you know, and you could probably do it pretty inexpensively. And but yeah, Okoye is a great character. I think she could carry at least is a great supporting character in that right. And I, I think it would be cool to see her, you know, as a either a main character or a part of something like a Disney uh, of a Disney Plus series. I like that idea. She's a great character in her own right, and I love that it, you don't have to create anything. I think I think she's pretty right. well off where, the way she is. And I think you brought up a great point: is that you already kind of see her in Infinity War being a superhero. That's essentially what she's doing. I mean, she yep. fits right in perfectly. I mean, it was seamless. And I don't know if she, if she, if they re-shot scenes with her before Infinity War, but she fit in so perfectly. And I was so glad to see her in the movie uh, and having that role, having some great lines, obviously, and great action scenes. I mean, she's a great character. And I think, again a great supporting character in these films at, with Black Panther. Again, a, a Disney Plus series would be great. As far as with Endgame, I don't really know where her role is going to be. She obviously has something. And if there's an, you know, maybe they bring her on or maybe she she's part of that. Uh, there's, there's an initial wave of, of characters that they need. Uh, they need help fighting with, whether it be the, uh, what do you call them? The, um, uh the uh the aliens for the chitari but maybe the chitari take you know attacks and and they have to you know she has to be part of that crew you know i i, I kind of see her kind of being a part of the rocket gamora and war machine or maybe a rocket war machine or i think maybe you mean part of that nebula because gamora's off the table right this uh, i mean nebula i meant nebula i meant nebula but even nebula i don't even mean because i think nebula is going to be a part of the main avengers crew but with as far as I think War Machine and Rocket, we, you kind of see them together. I think she's going to be partnered with them for whatever reason. I just kind of feel like she's going to be a part of that crew, if, if anything. So I don't know. I, I don't know where her role is going to be. It's really hard to say, but I think she's just going to be muscle. And because that War Machine's with with her already um, and Rocket, she's going to be kind of fall in line with them because they're already on uh, Wakanda with them and Thor and whatnot. So she's going to naturally just kind of drift with them because she also she fought with uh, with a uh, Black Widow, Natasha. Yeah. So I think that she's going to she's just going to fit right in and kind of just kind of naturally kind of just be with them. So I kind of feel like she's just going to be kind of the voice of Wakanda, maybe, and maybe will offer them help or at least kind of. I think we'll probably help give them maybe vibranium if they need it, be, have access to their technology, even though Shuri's gone. Tony maybe show up, or I'm not sure if Tony goes back to Earth at that point or not, but I think she'll offer the technology of Wakanda to, to be a part of that. So that'll be interesting to see where that falls. But yeah, I don't know how important she'll be other than giving 
them Wakanda resources and kind of being some muscle for them to have when they take on like a grand army of, of Thanos. Of, yeah. Of well, she's also a general though. I mean, that's what T'Challa calls her. She's not Point. just a leader of the Dora Milaje. She is a general. So she's effectively the, the head of Wakanda's military. And so I, I think she has, yes, she's a great warrior, but I think she's also a great strategic mind when it comes to battles. And so it, it, her, she would certainly have knowledge that I think the Avengers could utilize. I think, I certainly think the Avengers would welcome her to be part of whatever operations they're doing to ultimately defeat Thanos and undo what he did. the The question mark that I have though is whether or not she would feel like she could leave, uh, because we know that she certainly takes you know she's bound by honor to Wakanda and we know she takes that very, very seriously. And, and if Wakanda has, has an absence of leadership in the, in a very desperate time with, after having lost, you know, half of their population, I could see her saying that maybe she can't, you know, she can't possibly, she can't leave, uh, you know, even if she might, uh, even if she might want to, but, uh, as I said, I don't know, I could see either one of those scenarios playing out. And of course there could be a scenario that plays out completely differently than uh, any of the other ones that I've, uh, that I've illustrated here. But I certainly think that this character, regardless of what we see in Avengers Endgame, there's just so much that can continue with this character. I think she'll obviously play an important role in the Black Panther sequel. And then, as I said, I mean, you can keep going from there in the Black Panther franchise, the all female team up, I don't necessarily see an Okoye movie in quite the way that I see a Shuri movie, uh, but I do certainly see an Okoye and or the Dora Milaje on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but certainly this is a character. But if she were to, I mean, I don't know. If if T'Challa felt, came back and said, because uh, I don't know how all the rules are going to work within the context of the MCU in terms of being Dora Milaje, but maybe that's something where T'Challa says, you know, I'm... I know you made a commitment to being Dora Milaje, but I'm re- as the king, I'm releasing you from that commitment because I want you to I want you to be able to go do whatever it is you want to do, and maybe that means that Okoye becomes an Avenger. I mean, these are things that I'm just not gonna I don't want to rule out yet because people really responded to this character. I mean, I think that's uh, Marvel Studios got uh, a lot of great things out of Black Panther, but I think what uh, they got that maybe they wouldn't have necessarily expected is just how much potential they have for the supporting characters in that film to not only continue being compelling supporting characters in that franchise, but to potentially lead their own projects, uh, but also be major parts of other franchises uh, beyond Black Panther. Uh, and I think that's that's certainly the case for Shuri as well as, uh, as, well as Okoye. But I think that's where we will go ahead and wrap up this episode for our In the Endgame series. We are getting very, very close to the end here. So you can probably guess who's next, but I'm not going to tell you anyway. (laughs) So anyway, make sure you keep up with us. We have a lot of exclusive content. If you enjoy this podcast, you can find more of it, including daily news discussion, uh, Q&A shows, uh, comic book discussion, all kinds of stuff over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And if you do support us over there, you'll get your own private RSS link, which will allow you to subscribe to all of that content, the main show, as well as the exclusive content all in one feed. So that way you don't have to track things down in multiple places. It will all be in one convenient spot for you. And then follow us on the website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter 
at Marvel Newscast. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P. Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>